0: To pass my hellos, I think, before starting a podcast That would be a good idea Hello!
1: Hello! Hello, governor! <laughs> is
0: that oh. Yeah, perfect <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Spooky Park Bench Despite what the name suggests This is not a podcast about Haunted communal seating areas, but a photography podcast Hosted by myself Commercial photographer Mike Sim And over in the United States of America Is Christopher Sturm
1: hello I'm also a commercial photographer and the host of the YouTube channel the photo department
0: lovely to lovely to see you friend
1: yeah you as well it's good that we're doing this over uh, over video too so we don't have to you know look awkwardly in other directions while talking to each other it's nice
0: Mm-mm, it's good to see me looking like a hairy walnut
1: I don't know how to describe myself uh, a librarian who got lost in Los Angeles. <laughs> Well, I don't know what this look is. Turned up on
0: a podcast.
1: I do look tired and lost, so that works. So
0: we did briefly touch there on what what, what we do um, mm-hmm. that qualifies us to host a photography podcast.
1: Yeah, you're Kristen. a commercial photographer, so like, what what does that entail? What kind of stuff do you shoot? what's your What's your day job like?
0: Um, well, I mean, Instagram would have you believe that I um, spend a lot of time shooting portraits of picture on film. Um, when the reality is that I'm actually a commercial food photographer so I shoot almost all my work exclusively on digital so I shoot for you know uh, newspapers, magazines, restaurants that sort of thing.
1: Do you shoot do you have a uh, digital camera so you have like a whole digital camera setup. you know what are you what are you shooting with?
0: Uh, I shoot with a Nikon D850 uh, oh. and IU yeah what's that? What's the overall? I,
1: I I did not expect you to be cannon. an icon digital shooter. Yeah, I thought I thought because you know all the all the commercial food photographers that I know are like diehard Canon shooters, you know, or maybe yeah. format.
0: This is funny actually because we we know each other pretty well and uh, we don't think we've ever talked about digital cameras before. No.
1: Nope. I think no. you know that I shoot Fuji because I've talked about it in my videos so much.
0: But Yeah, so I've been I've been thinking about going mirrorless and swapping out my kit. But uh, yeah, no, I use that and I pretty much primarily use my 2470 Nikon as well. I've mm-hmm. got a Sigma Art 35mm. It's uh, a and good lens. It's, such a, good it's lens. a beautiful lens. And I also have a fisheye because I shoot a lot of skateboarding too.
1: Oh, yeah. And That's then I cool. have.
0: Yeah, and then I've got my Godox flashes for. Uh, and triggers for when I'm out and about shooting, skating, and I've got two Chrome studio lights. This is, I'm just fully going into it now. And I've got two Chrome studio lights for when I uh, decide to ever take them out the attic, which is never.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's cool, man. So you have a full, that's, it's funny to, to, you know, talk about digital cameras when you haven't talked about them for a while. Um, But I was just talking about Nikon digital cameras with a friend and how people, basically just shit on nikon it's digital um oh yeah compared to everything else
0: yeah but, the but when D8- the d800 yeah but when the d800 came out 36 megapixel camera no one was mm. packing that kind of heat um no. but there, i mean it's funny because i i spend so much time shooting on film that the only time i ever shoot on digital is for my is for work and every time i go back to it, i have to remember what all the buttons do like <laughs> i'm not even kidding like because i I've, I've got it set up to obviously the way i like it and mm-hmm. It was so instinctual and I'll have to be like, uh, because the only time I ever hold another SLR is uh is my Pentax.
1: Yeah, and an icon, the D A fifty has a lot of buttons. It's very feature packed. So yeah, I, I get lost on those things for sure.
0: But it's like we said the other day, you know, like you, you 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 learn all the things about your camera or your equipment or photography in general to know what to completely ignore, which is ninety nine percent of the things that this camera can do.
1: Yeah, uh, honestly, like my Fuji has a lot of options I've never even explored because I don't need any of it, which is, which is fine. It's great. <laughs> it's all <laughs> dialed in. I don't have to touch anything. It's pretty nice.
0: And um, what about you? Outside the outside the realms of your highly successful, acclaimed, and very watchable YouTube channel.
1: To be clear, medium successful, barely watchable YouTube channel. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm also
1: uh, what you could call a commercial photographer. I currently. I'm uh, on contract with Thrive Market, which is a organic and healthy food grocery delivery app system thing, uh, and I do food packaging and lifestyle photography for for web, um, and you know broadly that's kind of the work that I'm usually doing. Uh, I do some fashion sometimes, uh, specifically with a couple different women's fashion brands. Uh, I also do some
0: editorial you stuff. get free glasses. I've,
1: i don't get free glasses uh i'm not going to tell you where i got my glasses because i don't want to shout out any potential sponsors for free but uh you know dm me maybe i'll uh, maybe i'll tell you but um yeah and so <laughs> most of my work is digital as well though i would say recently in the last year most of my work has been uh moved on to film as well so i do quite a bit of lifestyle and um editorial stuff on film which is why I got the Pentax 645N because that camera is really good for doing um, more quicker editorial style shoots Um, but when I'm doing when I'm shooting digital I'm using my Fuji X-T3 which is also what I film my YouTube channel with which I love a lot.
0: Yeah beautiful cameras I was going to say I want to point out quickly that you are far far more knowledgeable than I am as a photographer so I'm kind of here to play devil's advocate um, with the two of us I mean
1: I don't think I'm more knowledgeable. I think I just have more um, experience being a fucking nerd. Stupid amounts of time Googling. Like, the if you open my Chrome app on my phone right now, the first page that pops up that's just, like, the homepage um, that I've just been looking at is uh, an infographic page about the Olympus XA. I own two. I don't need to look up information, but I was just geeking out on the specs, and that's, like, just... Why? Damn. There's no point, right? It's just me being a geek. So, to be uh, fair, before
0: before my mamiya arrived, before my RB67 arrived, I don't think I looked at anything on the internet for a week that wasn't RB67 related. Even every time I, I get a pretty camera, pretty much, even though I pretty much knew everything about that camera.
1: I've had my Nikon F2, the silver, the chrome one. I've had that for years, and I just bought a black body one, and i ordered it on ebay and then for the you know four days it took for it to get here all i did was looked up different versions of the f2 and like the yeah. specs And it, i've had this camera for a long time but i wanted to know like what other versions are there like what yeah. other features do they have like what are the i watched uh, every
0: every yeah. youtube video about the rb67 possible everyone did you watch just, my you, really old one yeah i watched your one i watched mm-hmm. willem's one i watched just random ones uh <laughs> matt day I watched a Matt Day video today for the first time in a long time, actually.
1: Dude, his first, uh, his video about the RB67, which is one of his really early videos, that was the first video I saw of his right after I bought my RB67. And I was just, I was looking for videos to do research on how I should approach making an RB67 video. And then I come across his and I was like, ah, okay. (laughs) He's already kind of (laughs) covered it all, but I guess I'll still do it. (laughs) All this to say, dear listener, is that Mike and I are professional photographers that are currently working in the in the field. So while we both are also enthusiasts, clearly, um, we're going to be approaching this podcast in very much the way that we have a perspective of what it's like to work as a photographer and not necessarily just pandering to the film photography multiverse. It's going to be much more than just film.
0: Yeah, basically, yeah. I think there's going to be whole things about ethos around it, you know, attitudes towards it. Like, it, it won't just be necessarily a, a, a geek out kind of podcast at all. Um, but what one thing we wanted to talk about, actually, was uh, what we've sort of been up to of recently. And and with lockdown being lockdown, you know, I haven't. Not, I don't, don't, don't know about you, but I certainly haven't been up to much um, commercial photography at all. In fact, I've only just started getting work again. What about you? Oh, really? No, I've been working. Um, Cool. Well, uh, let's just I just think... end the podcast there then. Just rub it. right <laughs> in.
1: Well, I, I mean, especially in California, I think that um, the industry out here, at least, we really did pivot really, really hard in order to continue working uh, as quickly as possible. Because you know, it's not just the photographers; it's there's the whole crew um, that depend on these jobs to you know put put food on the table and stuff. And so, uh, the, all the crews I've been working on, all the all the different. Um, Productions I've been involved in have been very, very good about pivoting to being very, very safe, uh, making sure that you can be on set and um, uh, be very safe. There's testing coming on set, leaving set, all that stuff, and so I've I've been fairly busy. Um, and the last the last thing I did, I was uh, actually on set on location with uh, a women's women's fashion line uh, outdoors in Malibu all day, which was fun but very tiring, and I got very sunburned because they were very disorganized but um it turned out really nice i shot the whole day with the pentax nope i'm lying i'm lying to you already i shot the whole day with my fuji xt3 uh with the um with the uh 16 to 55 2.8 which is probably one of the best lenses on that system and uh
0: i it's quite funny because like we did that whole intro about like you know this is proof that we're actually jobbing photographers and it's not the sort of you know glam that you might see on instagram and then you tell me you just did a women's fashion shoot in malibu it wasn't (laughs) like like it was (laughs) it wasn't like do you you want me to tell you what my first job was back after lockdown yeah 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 i was i was shooting italian food products in a deli i was shooting tins of passata (laughs)
1: I mean, that's also fun. Like, I honestly would have traded with you because uh, although it sounds like a day in Malibu is fun, I was dragging my pelican all around Malibu to find little spots to shoot in. They didn't have anything pre-planned, so I had to, like, find shade and find, like, good locations that weren't too harsh in the sun. We were shooting in the middle of the day, which is, like, the worst time for light. Uh, oh, we true. got a couple hours at the end of the day with really good light that I had a good time with, but before that, it was just, like beating down sun you know there's lots of people around it's malibu so you know there's a lot of rich people that are not wearing masks uh just out and about um i didn't have an assistant i didn't have any crew that day it was just uh, the producer the, no, the you're, not getting,
0: you're not getting my sympathy i'm afraid i was i was in a tiny deli in rainy oxford so taking pictures i would rather do things. that i'm on if
1: i'm being honest like that sounds more enjoyable to me i'm That's inside nice. there's deli meats around i'm happy
0: i did have a i did have a free panini i'm not gonna lie so you know every every cloud did i get
1: a free panini i did not i did not get a free panini you
0: you can go out and enjoy the sun in malibu
1: i'll take a will take a small deli with a panini any day
0: but part of the problem we had here is that like um so in oxford of all things there's a you don't have them in the states but um we have a, a franchise brand called snappy snaps Oh, all yeah. over the uk all over the uk which you don't have in the states um snappy snaps <laughs> i know it does i think it's actually got a picture for crocodile on it
1: really um, oh my god i think that's so awesome. maybe I I with the camera.
0: but i think yeah like I, I i think i've said this before it really sort of came to prominence a few years ago when george michael was really high and drove into one in london um, oh god! Yeah. that's when snappy snaps really blew up but da-
1: piece, sir
0: r.i.p george freedom yep. i usually send stuff off the labs uh, and I've, I've been sending recently off to the place in leeds called take it easy mm. lab and they're just sort of mm. new they're about a, they've been going about a year but they've really really blown up over over lockdown um so i send sort of more important stuff to them but if i've got stuff that i've just shot i can throw it into snappy snaps and because they're franchised like um you might have some people that go in that take it over and are have no interest in photography particularly and they just know they yeah. can make money or you'll get people that are really interested in photography and do a really good job like the ones in Oxford and So it's benefit. kind of
1: a uh, you, don't, you don't
0: know what you're going to get No, but once you do know then you're like great, I can keep going in there and it's mm-hmm. pricing's, the pricing is quite expensive I suppose, but you get your scans back in like an hour which is insane Wow, that's as crazy, to,
1: yeah
0: As opposed to four or five days
1: Yeah, all this, all the labs here you know, have have a week or so lead time. I think they're even longer now because of COVID. Everyone started getting into film and everyone's sending their film off to different labs and figuring out which labs to send their stuff to. And I was worried because on my channel, I talk about home development a lot. I encourage people to try to develop at home. And so I felt guilty, like, oh, I'm not really uh contributing, you know, I'm not really supporting my local labs, but in reality, you know, the people I know who do work at labs are like, "Oh, you don't you don't even realize how swamped we are. Like, we are yeah. to the hilt because everyone got into film and everyone wants their Yeah, film and if developed.
0: you if you if you don't think for a second that your YouTube channel doesn't contribute to people shooting film and getting film into labs, then you are mistaken, my friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing is like, a, you know, I I'm trying to 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 advocate for film in general not necessarily everything doing it at home i mean like doing it at home school but yeah i think that most people that i that i'm uh, i guess reaching through my channel most likely are sending their film off to a lab anyways
0: there's another photographer i know in LA, a guy called kevin horn i think i've told you about him he's a skate photographer who shoots everything on film like he's a yeah. machine um <clears throat> during the first lockdown he uh started he was unemployed and then started uh developing film for people and he was basically like was up 12 14 hours a day seven days a week he was inundated oh my god like i don't know why
1: anyone would want to do that i okay i do know that i at one point was like i should develop film for other people but then i started thinking about the economy of that i would have to one, all of a sudden become an organized person because I'm very disorganized. <laughs> Two, um, I would have to invest in a great deal of money or at least some money up front into purchasing um, all the chemicals and stuff I would need. You know, I have stuff to pr- do my own stuff, but like I'd have to double, triple the amount of stuff that I have. And yeah, then my, I would have a to your be place okay. place pretty small. <laughs> it's not the biggest space. I could definitely make it work, but it would be a little bit difficult. But I then it would, would be have like to a have my whole day. Yeah. And then I have to spend my whole day doing just that, which, you know, I love processing film, but I, you know, I like doing other stuff too. So yeah.
0: <laughs> there's
1: no way I could take on that responsibility. And then also just, I think the stress of knowing that I, 100%. My, I'm dealing with other people's photographs and like, if yeah. I screw up. In the development process and I ruin their film, I would fee- I would feel so, so guilty. I wouldn't live I it also, down to myself.
0: I also don't think you'd have the same emotional investment. And I think that you're you would be considered like like time constraints and everything else, and you'd just be like firing film out and yeah. it maybe wouldn't wouldn't cut the mustard.
1: Yeah, I would be too invested emotionally in every role that came in, even though it's not my film. I would just be invested in all of it and it would just it would just I would I would break emotionally, I think which is I why know. I'm very happy with, you
0: know, you other people who in labs to do it. Do you think people in labs get sent some like pretty, you know, saucy home photos?
1: Yeah. I, I just recently, my friend, uh, his, well, I think it was him. I don't remember who I was talking to. Somebody I was talking to recently who works in the lab. Cause I know I have a few friends who, who do was telling me like, Oh yeah, no, the advent of digital photography hasn't stopped people from sending in like raunchy photos via film and sometimes i have to tell people like hey if you're going to send this kind of film and you need to like let us know ahead of time so that we don't yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not surprised in the scanning process because jesus christ
0: um and people are <laughs> bold
1: people are just really bold with that and you know more power to them but like also no you know like stop doing that i
0: think fine. <laughs> that's fine yeah. maybe 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 learn to scan at home just an idea
1: maybe yeah because the development process they can't really tell it's on the film unless they like put it on a light table which they usually aren't going to do at a lab so yeah scan that at home
0: <laughs> jeez well like oh, hey man. got a sort of tedious link into our our first first run of photography news actually because I, I crowbarred Kevin Horn into there um, oh yeah which is my skateboard and like to the man the myth the legend that is Jason Lee mm, mm-hmm Jason love we all know well we all love him as an actor mm-hmm. as a skateboarder as a photographer um he has a what would you describe it as a project a cooperative
1: yeah yeah I would call film photographic a project it's been around for a long time uh is a youtube or no, not sorry not youtube uh, an instagram page that's really popular that you know he with his friends posts you know the majority of their work
0: yeah and they 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 i think yeah they they collate and sort of exhibit um uh yeah film photographic work as the name suggests and he released his first book i think on film photographic uh a Plain i think View. so mm-hmm. yeah beautiful work all shot on a speed graphic 4x5 mm-hmm. um and his travels in southern america i think not southern america Southern Southern North America. <laughs> the
1: southern the southern part of North America, yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> the go. American South. We'll the American that. South. That's that, yes. yeah. yeah. But he is they're about to release a book with um another former pro skateboarder, turned photographer, filmmaker, Greg Hunt. Um mm-hmm. Greg made a book several years ago called Ninety Six Dreams. Ninety six dream, no, what was it? Ninety Six Dreams, two thousand memories. Um, mm-hmm. Which was a a book documenting sort of his seventeen year friendship with Jason Dill, the guy that owns, um, fucking awesome through Dill's sort of various trials and tribulations of life. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his first, I think, big photo book, which is available now. Still, I think so. We can put a link in there for that one. Oh. Um, but they're about to release a new book with him. Um, so I think that's coming out around about August. Um. But it's super interesting and I think that Jason is so invested and so nerdy in in film photography that if he's going to publish one of your books, you know, it's guaranteed to be good (laughs) work.
1: Yeah, I was listening to his uh, interview on Analog Talk last week and just the way he kind of talks about film photography, he doesn't really get into the nitty gritty of like the nerdy technical stuff. Um, which is fun to talk about, but he's he's very romantic about his relationship with oh, film. 100. Which yeah, is, least... it's a nice way to hear someone talk about it, especially because you get the sense that he's not spending hours trying to perfect something or like look up all the technical specs. He's just kind of like going off of emotion, and which is why I think a lot of his work is very like accessible to a lot of people because you look at it and you can kind of feel like. You know, especially in plain view, it's like, oh, these images evoke a lot. And I'm not from the American South, but I have lived. I lived in Kentucky for a year. So Mm. I saw some of, you know, that landscape and then seeing it captured in that way. It was there's an obvious connection from photographer to subject. And it, it just is very loud in these images. And it's very, like, captivating. So he's he's just a very interesting and he's he's very funny. He's really cool. Yeah. He's i He's he very cool.
0: <laughs> I think when he when he really got into photography, he, he did nerd out big style. And then I think yeah. since then he's he's stripped it all way, way, way back and, and it's now certainly um pushing the more romantic side of the, the traveling photographer.
1: Yeah, he did talk about that about, you know, buying strobes and, and getting all the all the, you know, different gear and really trying to kit kit stuff kit his stuff out to like do everything. And then he kind of pulled back and was like, no, no, no. Like, I really love this instant film. I really love, you know, this, this specific way of shooting and, and kind of just like peeled everything back to the necessities, which I think is really cool. Well, I mean, I if would... you look
0: at his, if you look at his career, you know, he started off as a, as a literally a, a pioneer of like street skateboarding. Um, yeah. And was a peer of like Mark Gonzalez, a peer of Spike Jones. Like, yep. you know, when you're around those levels of creativity, then you can only, only prosper i'd imagine combine it with obviously your own natural talent
1: yeah and i mean he is he he has a lot of talent he and everything he kind of puts his efforts to is like pretty pretty great i would love to have him on every time i've heard him on a podcast or seen him in an interview talking about film photography or just photography in general people always want to talk about you know his books that he's made the stuff that he's done in the past his love of film i would love to have him on and talk about what he thinks about the future of photography or what he's excited about coming up or what he wants to work on because
0: he, you could do know. that. I just want to talk to him about skating.
1: The, I mean, we can we can do both of that. I'll talk to him about, about photography. You, you bug him about skating. I, I would love to see him because I've seen some photos of him recently. You know, he's always wearing like a cool hat and like a flannel shirt and like cowboy boots. I'd love to see him. Yeah. You know, do a big spin in a
0: fucking. Yeah, he cowboy can still, boots. He still. He still. He still skates, but he um. But it's interesting that juxtaposition actually between photography and skateboarding because there's so so many good. Um, skateboarders who are photographers well Uh, i think that
1: photography and skateboarding are intrinsically linked because i think that photography and video also was really essential in kind of like bringing skateboarding from this counterculture subculture thing into like really the mainstream because we had these pioneering photographers who were like there with wide angle lenses like
0: spike jones like spike jones that's how he started as a skate photographer you got guys like ed templeton now like ed templeton like amazing Mm -hmm. photographer uh, and then Raymond Molinar like you know he that was mm-hmm. the second book I think released on film photographic his book of polaroids um, right and he he lives here in LA he's he's friends with friends of
1: mine and I haven't met him in person yet but he I love his work and I think he's he's an interesting dude and I'm hoping I can run into him one of these days at my friend's place or whatever but uh yeah it's just that that group of people they just uh there's something in the water I don't know with skateboarders they all are good photographers it's really funny
0: now I did I did actually use Instagram to ask some people if anybody wanted to ask us any questions about photography.
1: Oh wow. Did you get some
0: Well I got some I got some questions and I got some more generic ones, but there's one where I really want to ask you this one question. Okay. Um, yeah. Because... Let's do it.
1: Wow. Is this so, gonna be a is this gonna be a thing we're gonna do every podcast now? We're gonna have questions from the audience.
0: I feel like we should do that every now and again. It's good, you know? I'm not against it well this this is right up your street because um it's about developing so f- home developing and it also yeah. is about coffee and as you've been belittled for recently on your youtube channel uh, you are a coffee mm-hmm. nerd as well i am so the question from richard Stroffolino, who i believe you've had dealings with
1: yes i know rich cool guy he he was in my um he was in my series for the pandemic um, photo series that I had on my channel. He he submitted some work that was really great and he um, comments really often and we interact pretty often on my videos. Um, he's a cool guy. So I'm interested to see what he asked.
0: I was really gonna hope you were gonna say he was in your barbershop quartet, but <laughs> no.
1: Oh my God, never, never ever right. done that. Right, question
0: is, if developing black and white film is like brewing fine coffee, what's the coffee equivalent of HP five push two stops in Rodinal? <laughs> and for anyone that for anyone that doesn't know what Rodinal is, would you like to um, would you like to fill them in?
1: Yeah, Rodinal is a one shot developer, meaning you mix the chemicals with water and develop with it, then you toss it, then it's, it's exhausted. Uh, it's made by a company called Adox. It's a German company. Uh, it's a very e- economic. Developer, I have a bottle that I've had for about a year and a half because it lasts so long because the ratio is so small that you're only using a very small amount of uh, developer to water. So it lasts a long, long time. Uh, it's
0: people say people they use it, it, cause it, it, bring, it brings out, it sharpens images but it, yeah, people not, say it's that. not that it sharpens it, it more sort of highlights detail. I don't know how you want it to say it. It but...
1: has a high acutance as people will say. And what it just basically means is it makes the grain, the grain and the, the, the sharpness or the grain and the edge sharpness is kind of like exaggerated because of the way it develops. And it's, it's good. It's a very good developer. I use it mostly for all my black and white because it's very easy to use and it looks really nice. So I would have to say to answer that question uh, and for those of you wondering why this is the question, I am a I am a coffee professional. I wouldn't say I'm retired, but I haven't worked in coffee for a couple of years, but I worked in the coffee industry for 10 years. Um, in Unlike me, who's just gone back into it. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that's really really doing coffee again. But uh, yeah, so I, I've I spent a long time in the coffee industry, so I'm very passionate about coffee, which is why I talk about it in my videos all the time. But um, if I have to say HP5... Uh push two stops in Rodnell.
0: Push two in Rodno, Push two
1: stops in Rodnell. So that would be um I think that would be a blend uh, of two single origin coffees. Uh one would be a South American, probably Guatemala for for body. So for uh, you know.
0: Anyone that doesn't know he's got his hands on his hips right now, like he's actually pondering this with a certain level of professionalism.
1: <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the other The other coffee would be an african maybe kenya or ethiopian i would say actually probably a natural process ethiopian for that fruit so you've got the guatemalan for the body and the chocolate roundness and then you've got the the um, ethiopian coffee for that sharp bright uh fruit forward natural process and then it's just a 50 50 blend uh and i would say it would be brewed in a v60 Mm -hmm. uh with a ratio of 30 grams of coffee to 500 grams of water uh fresh (laughs) off boil i'm talking about a four minute 30 second um brew time probably and you know uh (laughs) that's my answer i don't know what else to say
0: (laughs) oh really you don't have anything else to say because that was nowhere near precise enough an answer
1: i think that's it that's gonna be my answer for that
0: Jesus, that took quite some time Wow, right, well, there you go, Rich if, um, Did you think if I was going to
1: gloss over it? I was going to be yeah, very you, specific or precise If you were
0: hoping for something quick there, I'm really sorry It wasn't a Kenko Gold or whatever it was Who was it that made gold? Nescafe Was it Kenko?
1: Oh god, I don't even know, I don't man know. I, I did a taste test One of, those of some na- uh, some instant coffees back in the day and they're all gross Spoiler alert, they're Nescafé all gross is here, is all right.
0: <laughs> No, they are not. They're not at all um I anyway listen that oh is all the time we have for except to let y'all know let y'all know uh who uh who we have on next week as our guest he's a behemoth
1: uh, he he's is a, a he's an omnipresent deified film uh i don't know planet god
0: planet good yeah you can't really say deified you can't really say god after deified can you so it of means the same thing doesn't it yeah because yeah, it's
1: a little redundant
0: yeah he's got so a... who do we have yeah. on kyle mcdougall
1: <laughs> kyle mcdougall who kyle has a really kyle... fantastic youtube channel and beard McDougal, and beard yes kyle. he has a great beard uh He, if you are, you know, listening to this podcast, odds are you know who Kyle McDougall is. He's a fantastic photographer. He also is a DP and works uh, on documentaries and does documentary filmmaking. So we're really excited to have him on the podcast and to pick his brain and just kind of like chat about whatever we feel like chatting about. And that's going to be our first, very first guest. And we're super, super honored to have him on as our first guest because he is downhill. uh, Downhill after that yeah downhill no one else can really even if it's jason lee and adam goldberg no sorry we already had kyle what do you get down here <laughs> get together
0: wasting our bloody time although yep. kyle 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 has interviewed jason lee on his podcast
1: yeah he has oh that's our inroad. we just have to see if kyle, if kyle likes us exactly. enough maybe he'll give us a way maybe he'll reach out to jason for i'm going i'm getting ahead of myself i'm getting way too ahead of myself i know
0: calm down. i'm just excited calm about down. yeah exactly
1: so I have am Kyle. Always. <laughs> excellent.
0: Well, you guys are best right? Me and Kyle. Besties. Yeah. We've actually hung out we actually hung out in person.
1: Wow, I haven't had the honor.
0: I know. And you never will, because we're never gonna come and see you. Um <laughs> listen, we will speak soon. It's yep. been a pleasure, a delight. I it love you. Been. I love you like a bear loves the rain.
1: I love you like George Muncie loves uh, Color Plus
0: <laughs> Excellent Hipster <laughs> film reference
1: Well thank you guys For listening thank Thanks you for very much in. dudes
0: Speak soon Love you all
1: Bye all right. Wait 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 What is our favourite sign off oh. Your sign Toodle pip Toodle pip <laughs>